Turn my vocal up. That's how you feel, Emery? Turn my vocal up some more. Turn my vocal up, Guru. Turn the music up, too. Ooh. Super Bowl goals. Ooh. My wife in the crib feeding the kids. Liquid gold. We in a whole different mode. The kid that used to pitch bricks can't be pitching home. I cooked up more chicken when the kitchen closed. Oh. We gon' reach the Billy first. Yeah. I told my wife to spill your shit. Really work. Come do a law. I run through them all. Yeah. Police home, all these phonies come to a hall. Yeah. All this old talk left me confused. You rather be old rich, rich me or new you, huh? Old niggas, I stop back in brand new life. Tupac ain't have a nose ring too, huh? Nobody wins when the family feels. No. Nope. My stash can't fit in the Steve Harvey suit. So. Clear why I'm here. How about you? Woo. Ain't no such thing as an ugly billionaire. I'm cute. Oh. Much, okay, alright. Let me stop. Let me stop tripping. Let me stop tripping. Man, this is 444 season. What's good, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy Five Mikes. Husband, father, educator, writer, MC. The microphone gives me wings. You are now tuned in to the idea of manhood podcast. Thank you so much for riding with us, staying with us, sticking through. Um, I've been a little inconsistent with the postings as of late. Um, somehow the summer is more busy than the school year when, you know, when you have kids. It's like just trying to keep them busy and, you know, organizing summer camps and making sure that they have places to be. And it's just a lot of work. Um, but... Uh, Thank you so much for riding with me and sticking sticking with us through all this time. This is episode, uh, season two, episode I, I 30, maybe episode 29 or 30. I'm not sure. Um, but of course, today we have to talk about all things 444. For those that don't know, uh, for those that don't have a title account or for those that have been living under 35 rocks over the past week, it seems like it's been like two months since the album came out but the album has literally been out less than a week uh came out on the 30th um jay-z brooklyn mc sean carter husband to beyonce father to blue and the two and the twins and uh jay-z released his 13th studio album uh the title of said album is 444 uh, the number four seems to have a lot of significance for the Carters and for Jay. I believe they were married on April 4th. Uh, I believe Beyonce's birthday. No, I believe Jay's birthday is December 4th. Um, the title track of the album, 444, is a very insightful peek into uh, into Jay's development as a man, an artist, an MC, a father, a husband, and Acknowledging some of the mistakes he's made, but I'm going too far in too soon. We got a new album from Jay-Z. I feel like there needs to be, um, I mean, we should be excited about that, right? Like, um, for those of us, you know, I, I, I follow hip-hop like many of you, you know, when this podcast first started, I had a hip-hop minute where, you know, I would just highlight some of the hip-hop things that, you know, some of the things that were happening within the music, within the culture. I stopped doing it because, I don't know, just nothing in particular. I just tried to streamline the podcast a little bit more, and I took some of the frivolous, uh, uh, tangential items out 
Uh, I used to have, you know, why I'm mad or some other stuff. It was cool, but uh, but it didn't seem to really go with what I was going for. But the thing, the one of the most, one of the things that people have been asking for the most is the hip hop minute because, you know, and I asked myself like, why, like, what is it about this hip hop minute that everybody wants to hear? Like, you know, but the truth is, you know, hip hop culture is pop culture is culture you know what i'm saying black culture represented through hip-hop sometimes is popular culture um you know so when something in hip-hop goes good or goes bad everybody knows it's on the news now it's number one um twitter trending topic you know when prodigy dies it's number one on trending topic for you know, for days, you know, rest in peace to Prodigy. You know, when when Fife Dog dies from a tribe called Quest, it's news. And, um, you know, for those of us that have been, you know, following hip-hop and following black music, um, you know, we've been saying this forever, but hip-hop is the most important black-created form of art i think ever i think it surpassed jazz personally you know everybody's always been saying jazz has been you know because where it came from and how it originated how it came and went um but i think hip-hop is here to stay and hip-hop is the one of the most important creations of what black people have given to american culture in general and so with that said when jay-z the king uh, the understated king, you know, the you know, some people might say yes or no. Whether you like Jay-Z himself or like his style itself or like his music itself, Jay-Z represents the iconic figure of rap masculinity. And I don't even I'm not even gonna go into masculinity yet because that's that's taking it too intellectual. I just wanna keep it on the music for now and then we'll go into all the smarty artsy shit like y'all like um jay-z represents the quintessential rap rapper and rap story in terms of what the culture represents right i mean this kid he came from brooklyn from tough situations he was involved in illegal activity he became a rapper uh one of the best rappers uh one of the best rappers, fundamentally one of the best rappers of all time. You know, I'm sure there are others out there, but in terms of how he utilized his natural voice, um, of course, all his, his metaphor game and his wit and all that, his intelligence, you can see that through over the years. You can see it develop. Um, and just his impact on fashion and on... You know, what people say is hot or not. And the fact that he married the most amazing, brilliant entertainer of all time, one of the of all time, and continues to be a representative of the culture in whatever space he's in. Right. He dropped the 13th album. And I swear to you. It hadn't been released for 12 hours before someone, several people were giving me complete 
think pieces on the impact of 444, hyper-masculinity, misogyny, um, you know, feminism. Oh, my God. Like, it literally had, like... The album was still spinning on the on the record player before someone was thanking Beyonce for lemonade and talking about cheating and it was so much baggage with this album and it got me to thinking it got me to thinking like this as black people right like we know the times that we live in right now right the times we live in you know i think if we ask some of our 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 elders folks that have gone through civil rights movement even some that might have gone through jim crow and some of the movements in the 70s um the times we're living in now are different right like it's challenging on a whole new level like we're in a society where Racially and from a gender perspective and from a sexuality perspective that different minorities, quote unquote, different people that have been marginalized through history are finding their voice and not only finding their voice, but like uh, fine tuning and demanding that their voice be heard in whatever context it may be like there really is no nuance anymore like everything is everything all the time right and so you know i was reading a book i can't remember uh it was a book and it was talking about the phrase everything is everything right and the freedom that that gives you when perceiving different situations you know for us it's like okay it's hot you know for or it's cold or this is good this is bad um we have a tendency to put things in boxes and label it and that's it we put it away and uh we treat everything based on this label that we give it but if you go by the code that everything is everything, then, you know, it can either free you up to just relax or it can make you look for some things where they might not necessarily be, right? So as black people, the point I was saying is that as black people, as people of color, as, you know, marginalized people in whatever marginalized group you are in, we're in a unique time where people are like, no, you're not going to say this about me and me just stand here and take it. You're not going to generalize. You're not going to, uh, you know, limit me. You're not going to box me and you're not going to do that. I don't care if you're a baby. I don't care if you're a comedian. I don't care if it's a movie. I don't care if it's satire. Like, there's no satire. Everything is everything, right? And as a result, you got a lot of people that, you know, I've talked about this on the show before. 
You have a lot of people that read an article or two or that took, take a college class and now they're the expert on feminism or they're the expert on hip-hop or they're the expert on masculinity. They're the expert on black culture. They're the expert on whatever it is uh, because they've been exposed to it on Twitter for three days and now they believe that they can speak on whatever that may be. And, you know, it it is a very... Someone that's like, you know, appreciates art, appreciates comedy, appreciates, you know, music, appreciates different things just on face value. Like there really is no face value anymore. Like you just can't put in a CD or look, I'm, I'm showing my age. You can't even put in and play some music and just be like, this is dope. Like this is good. You know what I'm saying? Like. How would, like, we have, uh, you know, we just inducted N.W.A. into the Music Hall of Fame. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm trying to think of another example. Like, N.W.A., like, you know, of course we're talking Bill Cosby and, you know, and his entertainment history, you know, not even going into his crazy stuff. You know, we're talking Chris Rock. We're talking Dave Chappelle that have all done these amazing things recently. If they were coming up in this generation right now, Dave Chappelle, he said he started comedy when he was 14 years old. If he was 14 years old in 2017 and trying to do some of the comedy that he's become uh, famous for and, and notarized for, how would he make it in this time? Where, you know, it's like you can't just be in any environment anymore. So let me go back to 444, right? Um, I put in 444, I listened to, I said put it in again, showing my age, because I didn't put anything in anything. I just pushed a button. Um, but I listened to it the first time. It came out at midnight. I tried to stay up and listen to it. 12 o'clock it came out. I just did a quick, like literally, I was up at 12. I was had one eye open on my phone. I had my headphones in. I was like, let me just do a quick, you know, it was 12 songs, I think, 11 songs. Let me just do a quick press play 30-second preview of each song. And I used to do that um, when I had, when there were CDs, you know, I would like do a little quick 10 seconds. I even think there were some CD players Y'all young people don't know about this technology. There were some CD players where you could put it on a setting to play the first 10 seconds of every song. So when you first got a CD, you throw it in there, push the little preview button, and it would give you 10 seconds. So I did that on my own. And 10 seconds, 15 seconds, maybe even 30 for some song that struck me right from the beginning, like many of them did. And I went to bed like, yo, Jay is on some other, other, other stuff. Like, that was my first impression. 15 to 30 seconds of every song, I was like, whoa, hold on. Man, I can't wait to listen to this album in the morning. And so, like I often do when there's a new album coming out that I'm excited about, I set aside time to go running in the morning. And that's when I digest the album. I'm running, you know. I'm listening to it, it helps me take my mind off the run, and it helps me listen to the music in headphones, which is always better for me. So, 
That next morning, I went running. I listened to the album twice all the way through. And my first impression, my first impression was, this shit is amazing. You know what I'm saying? Like, whoa. Like, Jay's really saying some stuff here. Like, yo, he didn't even, there was some times where it didn't even feel like he was rapping. It just felt like there was no beat. Like, he was off beat. He wasn't on any kind of cadence. You know what I'm saying? It was times where it sounded like his voice was above the music. So it was like he was in the room. You know what I'm saying? It sounded very personal. You know, um, of course, there were, you know, times where Jay-Z, you know, acknowledged some of his past. Whether it's entertainment or not, whether it's real or not, whether it was to quote unquote sell albums, like people that make albums just put it out for it not to be sold, I digest, because that's been some of the criticism I've heard. Um, it just felt different. Like, the, like if, if there's any artist in modern day and time that I feel as if, you know, from their music, I could tell you anything about their music over his 20 plus year career, it's Jay-Z. Like I've dissected any and all of Jay-Z's music, his bars, his flow, you know, um, some of his stories, the people that he's introduced through his song. Like I understand it. I feel like this Jay-Z album upon first listen was so different than anything that we've heard from Jay-Z. So, I think I put a post out, you know, because that's what you do. Uh, I put a post out on Twitter and I was like, yo, I think I said just that. I think I said this Jay-Z album is different. Jay doesn't even sound like he's rapping. He's sharing, right? I think that might have been my exact post. I would look it up to fact check, but I'm not. Uh, I like he's sharing, right? So a lot of people liked it. Oh, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, you always crazy. Da 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 da. And then it's like without blinking, there's a whole there's like a dude. I, I'm not even. I'm not gonna go into who he is or where I know him from or anything. But like he comes out and is like, Bleh. Like that's how I that's how I pictured him at his computer or on his phone. Bruh. All you niggas. And he came out with the niggas. I was like, wow, really? That's how we start the day. Okay, happy Friday. All you niggas hyping up Jay-Z because he's being mature. Is we are we accepting that a 50-year-old man is finally grown up? And I'm like, whoa, son. But it's a good album, though. You know what I'm saying? But like the music, though. I mean, can we focus on the music real quick? It's like so that was one conversation. On the other side, another one of my friends who I respect dearly, who's a an extremely smart dude, PhD, is from Brooklyn. I'm not going to put him. I don't even know if you listen to the podcast or not. But he was going in and saying, oh, the hyper-masculinity. It's hard for me to, you know, to just listen to it on face value because Jay is... It, it was a brilliant point. Now, this second one, I'm not going to say his name, but this second point, it was brilliant. Like, to the point where... I'm just like listening to the beats <laughs> and I read this. And I'm like, oh, well, I mean, yeah, you're right. 
You know what I'm saying? Like it took me. I had to. I had to back. I had to back up off of it and set my cup down because, like, he was like basically saying, it's hard for him to just listen to Jay. You know, share this kind of information, understanding that Jay's hyper masculinity and his history of hyper masculinity put him in the situation one and has impacted negatively women in his circle, you know, the kids possibly, you know, so he's just saying that it's more complicated than just like, oh, Jay's maturing. I was like, I mean, yeah, you're right. Oh my God. Like, can I just listen? Uh, like, that's why I feel like, like, for the first four or five days, I was like, can I just listen in peace? Like, can I just bob my head? Like, we can't just bob our heads anymore. Like, thinking of some of Jay's old lines. Like, Jay couldn't release those albums now. Like, Black Twitter would have a field day. Like, you know, he said, I'm like, U-Haul. Every B moving I F. Like, y'all don't understand that line. But, I mean, come on. So, I, I'm not digressing. This is exactly what I wanted to talk about. What I'm talking about, I'm talking about 444. Like, we can't just talk about art anymore. Or, like, we can't... I think it's time we have to separate music, at least popular culture music, rap music, rock music, pop music, like, we can't just call it art anymore, uh, no, that's not true, we have to call it art, it is art, music is art, but I feel like paintings that stand in the Louvre, whatever it's called, that are in the museums, that, that, that live in castles and, you know, by these amazing artists, like, they can live on the walls and just be on the walls and people can take them in for what they are. They can look at it like, whoa, look at the lighting on that picture. Look at, you know, how he utilized the color red in that. And that's that. It's face value. It's boom. Whatever it is, you see right there in that moment. But, like, an album to me that was so important, this album to me, is Jay-Z's most important album. And I've toyed with that over the past week. Like, ah, and I thought about it. I was like, no, this album is Jay-Z's most important album because of exactly what I'm talking about today. Because albums aren't just albums anymore. Like, you know what I'm saying? You know, we all know that. We all see that with Beyonce. We saw that with the last album that she dropped unannounced. You know, with the visual album uh, that she had a video for every song. Uh, was it four? I can't remember. I think that was four too, right? Um, albums aren't just albums anymore, especially coming from certain artists. You know what I'm saying? Especially coming from a black man rapper. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's talking about these serious topics. Like, one would think that there is no possible way that someone could take the possible the 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 positivity that was shared on this album. Like here you have it, a 47-year-old man. I don't know if his age matters. I don't know because 
you know, from my perspective as, you know, my psychology background, work with people and all that, like, it doesn't matter the age that you come to whatever realization about your life. Like, it doesn't matter if I'm 60 and I'm like, yo, I have been this all my life. Wow. Like, maturity doesn't work like that. So when Homeboy first came on my page, like, Jay-Z is 50. I was like, oh, he's tripping because he doesn't understand that maturity isn't a destination. Like, it's a it's a journey. Like, I mean, that's not that's the same thing. It, it's not a uh, you know, it's not like, oh, you come to a point where you're like, oh, I'm mature now. It's the journey of maturation. It's the journey of whatever it is that Jay was talking about. I'm not, and here's the thing. I'm not even getting into the details. People like to get into the, oh, on Lemonade, Beyonce said something about Becky, and then Jay-Z said, Becky, let me be. And it's like, I don't, I'm not looking at this as like a, a reality show. I'm not looking at these albums as like, oh, Jay-Z, oh, I'm going to get the tea because Jay-Z said that, they had a miscat like it's not about that is it i mean correct me if i'm wrong maybe i'm wrong but in my mind it's not about that it's not about the details in that way it's not about it like, Ooh, beyonce said da 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 Ooh, now jay-z said this like that's how people are listening to I, I i don't understand that's how people are really listening to this album like, they're reading the National Enquirer. Like, they're listening to the National Enquirer. Like, Jay-Z and Beyonce opened up the doors to their house and let you in. And maybe they did, but maybe they didn't. Maybe they are just creating a narrative that they feel is important for men and women of our age to converse about. Maybe that's just it. Maybe it's not about him directly maybe it's not about her direct directly but if it is is shouldn't that be applauded that you have the two biggest artists in the world that are having us have conversations about fidelity and have conversations about nurturing relationships and have conversations about you know homosexual parents and or a gay parent, I, I don't like the word homosexual. It makes it, it makes it sound so biological, like homosexual. You know, having parents that are gay, you know, having friends that are that are locked up, or dealing with, you know, bad money management, or like, to me, 444 was a, a, an opportunity for a relatively young genre hip-hop is 40 years old or more depending on who you talk to but hip-hop is about as old as jay-z if you think about it right and we have a space where you have the leader you know quote unquote the father of hip-hop in its current state i'm not talking about grandmaster flash i'm not talking about melly mel i'm not talking about cool Herc. i'm not talking about dj red alert i'm not talking about russ russell simmons i'm talking about a dude that is still actively making music in this genre and has been for 21 years 
producing an album, making a product that is encouraging growth from its listeners. How can that be wrong? How can people have anything negative to say about that? Now notice, I'm not even talking about the music. I'm not talking about the production. You know, I've had conversations with, shout out to my boy, I talk about SK all the time. Shout out to my boy SK, shout out to, you know, my boy Norris, all my music heads out there that I know I can have a, 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 a worthwhile and a deep conversation about the music, the samples, the double entendres in the rhyme, the, you know, the, the flow, the offbeat, the, where the sound came in and out, this, you know, everything like that. I could talk to people about that. And there are a few people, very few people in my circle that are actually talking about that. Everybody is reposting think pieces. I saw a think piece yesterday. Shout out to Dana who sent it to me, my friend Dana. A 443. Oh my God. I saw it. I was like, here we go. You know what I'm saying? Where it's a girl, a woman who's, you know, uh, super emotional. I can't even, it's not emotional. It was beautifully written. I mean, it was just an amazing piece where she's talking about the album and some dude that she broke up with or that broke up with her. Well, how he was listening to it, uh, how he was processing it, and she's now relating herself to Beyonce and Jay-Z's world, and he doesn't, I was like, man, shut the, no, man, if you don't listen to Family Feud, if you don't listen to Marcy, me, and be quiet, man, like, come on. It was such, the think piece was so thinky that, like, I couldn't. I, it's not I couldn't think, take it seriously, but the album was more important than her utilization of the album to prove some point about how men need to or don't need to mature, don't need to mature at her at her expense. And then, man, so I've seen a lot of that too. All in all, um, this album was phenomenal. This album, in my mind, was hip-hop excellence. Like, this is what hip-hop excellence looks like, sounds like. Um, with only being available on Tidal, a service that not a lot of people have, the album went platinum in five days. Um, a lot of people are questioning that. I don't care if you do or not. Um, if the RIAA said it went, if the Recording Industry Association of America said that it went platinum, then it went platinum. If y'all don't question, uh, homegirl, what's her name? I can't remember. Somebody just went diamond or something. It's Taylor Swift. If y'all don't question her, and I don't see think pieces about her 1984 album or 1989 album, whatever, how it made people feel then please don't come for our hip-hop artists. Like, let them live. Let them breathe. You know what I'm saying? Let the album do what it does. Let the album encourage people to talk about the music, about, you know, growth, and about the wonderful things that the album, I think, encourages. Not whether or not it connects to Jay-Z's actual life. You know, of course it does, right? 
but we don't need a window into what's going on in their situation. You know, they're going to be all right. Uh, they're going to be fine. Like, and if they're not, like, I hope we get dope albums out of it. You know what I'm saying? Give me a dope album. You know what I'm saying? I saw somebody say, yo, when the divorce happens, yo, that album's going to be crazy. Don't do that. We don't want to wish that upon anybody. But, you know, at the same time, we have a dope album by a dope dude. And I feel like I didn't do, like, this is the idea of manhood. And I, I, you know, I could have talked about the the manhood aspect of the 444 album, but y'all aren't ready for that. I, I say that all the time that like people don't really want to have conversations about manhood in this open forum um, because I think at some point in time, I think women are. You know, women feel as if they had the market cornered on gender. You know what I'm saying? Like, women feel like only women experiences matter. And I'm being dead serious. I'm not joking. I'm serious. And so, for women to talk about manhood, they have to put their womanhood on the back burner. And women are unable to do that. Generally speaking, broad brushes, you know, I say it all the time. Uh, women aren't able to do that. Women have to view everything from their angle as women, and that's cool. And I think that men uh, are a little bit more trained, trained, so forced, right, in our society to look at things through a woman's lens. And so part of the reason why I think this album was so easily digestible and so well revered for many people is that Jay softened softened his tone through his production, right? So he basically, you know, a lot of stuff Jay was saying in this album, he said before, like he's talked about being, you know, um, he talked about stuff before. He said, I was, can't you see I was growing, I was so immature. Um, we can go bowling. This ain't like before. Can't you see that I was growing? I was so mature. Having money, having honeys, come to the crib thinking they, but couldn't get cash money from me. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's been talking about being a dog, a dirty dog, and, you know, and being apologetic for it for all this time. But it's like, whenever you talk about manhood, and whenever you talk about the mistakes that you've made or the things that you're proud of, or you can't be too boastful, you can't be too contrite, you can't, you gotta do it in a way where everybody feels comfortable. Are you okay? You gotta do a temper check. You alright? Am I yelling too hard? Am I using my hands too much? Okay. Can you understand? Are you are you doing you okay? You listening? You with me? And uh, you know, so. I'm not even going to talk about that on this album, on this podcast. Maybe I'll do it in a few weeks, you know, because the album has still only been out for less than a week. So a lot of it, I'm still, you know, I'm still processing. I'm still listening. I'm still like, oh, I can relate to a lot of the things he's talking about as a man. But y'all don't want to hear that. At least women don't. I know my, I know dudes want to hear it. And I know when, when dudes listen to the album, I know. That dude is like, ooh, it's a little, it was a little real that time. Like, oh, word, Jay, you know what I'm saying? So, I'm not even gonna talk about that because y'all aren't ready. 
Um, but I will say that, you know, what I said about 444, it's a great album. I hope people can get off their thing pieces for a minute just to enjoy the album, just to listen, you know, just to like listen to the production without all of the extra stuff that come along with it. So with that said, uh, I'm going to I'm going to leave you all with uh, my other favorite track on the album. Uh, I don't even I mean, I have a lot of favorite tracks in this album. I'm not even going to lie. Like. You know, Jay, it, I, I don't even know. I'm looking at the album now, and I'm like, I don't even know what story to play. But I'll just leave y'all with this one. Um, because it's so, you know, it starts the album off. It lets you know that it's about to be real. Uh-huh. They'll never love you. You'll never be enough. Let's just keep it real, Jay-Z. Jay-Z. Fuck Jay-Z. Oops. I mean, you shot your own brother. How could we know if we can trust, trust Jay-Z? Jay-Z, huh? Better, nigga. I know you too. Yeah. You, you hear his voice though. For those that don't listen to Jay, y'all don't really hear the inflections in his voice and like the desperation in his breath. How he's taking his breath. It's different. It's different. Alright, y'all. I'll holler at y'all later. It's the idea of manhood. Five mics. Thank you so much for listening. Peace.